from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Get something that's going to chill you out when you watch the Carolina Hurricanes in the postseason because they're going to stress the hell out of you. And yesterday, Joe, we talked about the power play. That their first two power plays resulting in goals, ending up being 50% on the power play in game one and a win over the Islanders. The difference in that game felt a little too too good to be true, that there was every chance for them to revert back to what they've been all season long on the power play, as in, eh, at best. And sure enough, that's exactly how it played out. They did not score a power what? play. Weird. No, Sebastian. No, 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 no wrong, 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 wrong one. Wrong Scored one. a power play. No, 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 wrong one. Wrong one. Wrong one. For the Canes. You're right. You're right. I don't know what you're talking about. You're right. A, a Sebastian Ajo did score a goal in the postseason, and I'm going to count it for the, for Canes. the Canes. For the Canes. On the power play. So I think it I think it actively goes to the Canes, Sebastian Ajo. So now he is the all-time, all-time? goal scorer in playoff history for the Carolina Hurricanes. 19 parentheses, one parentheses, right? Spot the lie, man. So they got a fluky goal from the other Sebastian Ajo batting that puck out of the air. I call it great hand-eye coordination. (laughs) Dude, that was such a fluky thing, man. And it worked out for the Canes. They're fortunate. And and look, look, we we talk about this all the time when it comes to hockey. Puck luck, man. You Mm -hmm. need the hockey gods to smile upon you. And the hockey gods did smile upon the Canes last night. But the worry, the deficiency of of the Canes showed yesterday with all that power play time effectively five power play chances versus the islanders having zero power play chances because when they got their power play or when they actually had a penalty when the canes had somebody in the box it was a four on four for those two minutes and they got like an additional 34 seconds at a power play for the canes so yeah it played out that way but the one thing has been consistent with this team and the one reason why you have optimism no matter what happens with this team, they could have a horrendous second period. They can deal with another injury. In this case, uh, Tabu Teravine and a broken hand. They still find ways. They're still resilient. And they take advantage. And we saw that last night in overtime uh, where they were the beneficiary of an official getting the call correct on a high stick that wasn't. And Jesper Faust ends up getting the game winner. And now they've got a 2 seri- a 2 nothing series lead going to New York on Friday. It's interesting the significant injury to Tavo Taravana. Now he's out, likely, you know, for the foreseeable future. I, yeah. I would imagine that the Hurricanes will be eliminated before we he's healthy enough to play again. And, and you mentioned they go up 2-0, and I think all of the other teams at home now, you take out the Hurricanes, and all of the other teams are like one and eight. Mm-hmm. So the Canes have done what they were supposed to do. Yet still, I left that building last night going, "Eesh, just eesh." Goalie was just eesh. Yeah. The power play was eesh. But it's been. And you also look at them and you go, it's what they're missing. Mm-hmm. They're missing the skill players. And they're not going to use an excuse, but it's a reality when you build your team, you know, around certain players. Mm-hmm. Sebastian Ajo, Tavo Taravine, and Andre Svechnikov. Well, they're the ones then who have to deliver. Marty Nate just took a huge step this year. The next step for him is now for that game to translate in the playoffs through two games. I haven't seen a whole lot of it. He's still really, really young, though. So is Ajo. Mm-hmm. So this is one of those years we talk a lot about bracket luck, 
but injury luck is another chapter in that. Yeah. And I, they're just not healthy enough to make the kind of run that the team in January showed us that they were capable of making. Mm-hmm. Um, then you throw in the goaltending situation. You know, you and I, you and I have said all along. Ultimately, the franchise's future is with Kachetkov. Mm-hmm. He is the he is the future. Yeah. And there was a stretch this year where the future was now, and he he kind of got into a, a bad headspace and and struggled a little bit. Wouldn't surprise me now to see him. Yeah, a little bit in this series, given that Freddie Anderson was sick and didn't dress for yesterday's game. Uh, I don't know the, yeah, the entirety of that story. Yeah, I don't know the deal there. But Ronta was not any of the first. 10 reasons why they won the hockey game last night and he would have been the primary reason why they would have lost the game if they had uh, lost the game i don't know if he would be i would i'll push back on this idea that he'd be the primary reason why they lost the game i think that was if 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 the if the if the buzz phrase if the if the slogan of the postseason the is, barzell goal while very nice can't happen I, right before the end of the period i get like, you i get you i get you but that's one of those but head on a swivel but, but hear me hear like, me out for a second hear me out for a second it's collectively that's that's the slogan for the sure, postseason absolutely okay? and two of those goals two of the three goals last night for the islanders were a collective failure by the carolina hurricanes let's take the first one where brady shea for whatever reason decided to put the puck in the middle of the ice which created an, a rush which i'm not saying ranta is absolved here. He does have to make that stop, mm-hmm. but it was a collective failure breakdown that led to a rush. And what have we talked about with the Islanders? They are opportunistic. You gave no them, doubt. you gave them that opportunity. Gave them a little bit of life. They cashed it. You gave them daylight. They cashed it. And then that Barzell goal is in the same boat, where I think it was Burns losing his guy, and it's a collective breakdown. And again, you got to stop it. But it's again collectively, sure. collectively. Nate just got out muscled by Brock Nelson. That's what it was. It was Nate just. Thank you, Dennis. So that was another situation where the whole team takes the L on that one, not just Ranta. He is your last line of defense, and you got to make yeah. stops. But when you got these rushes and they're opportunistic, again, these are all things you can dress up in an 82 game schedule. And I, and I, I hear you. you. Yeah, in the playoffs, that. though, your goalie at some point needs to make plays where you go, We won the game yeah. because of the play that you just made. The Barzell goal at the end of the second period. Mm-hmm. With 20.3 seconds left, I can't think of a scenario that was, where that should happen. That was the cherry on the crap sandwich that, that was, was the second period. The second period. Sure. They, they had six minutes of power play time. Six! Okay? Four minutes on a double minor, and they had very little in the way of creation for a power play. Now, that's a credit to the Islanders who were gumming up the lane. Uh, I know that Trip Tracy, we'll talk to Trip Tracy uh, in about 40 minutes or so, Pointed out that they've done a good job of adjusting and getting on Brent Burns and making it more difficult to create on the power play. Yeah. All those things are true, but the real yeah, it's a series, you know. Yeah, there's going to be some back <laughs> there's and forth. actions and there's reactions. But I, I will say this in terms of reactions, and my most the, the biggest disappointment for me in watching the Canes last night, despite the fact that they won and they gave themselves the room with the rest of the series going to New York, the period ends with a cheap shot on Jordan Stahl where Martin is assessed an interference, two minutes for interference. To me, that was a cross-check. It's suspendable in my book. He left the ice. He His feet left the ice with Jordan st- away from the puck. It was a complete cheap shot, right? And then he mm-hmm. sat on him. Then he sat on him, yeah. You start the period. There's a fight, all that stuff. They responded. You got two minutes to start the period. That was an admission by on the a, Islanders. On a clean sheet of ice, too. Yep. That was an admission by the Islanders that they knew, we can't beat you, so now we're going to start getting physical. 
Yeah, and you know, it's funny, I had said to you during game one, yeah. wow, this is really an admirable way for two teams who have very similar styles to play a very clean game. Islanders said screw Between that. the whistles and the Islanders last night, Lane Lambert, obviously their coach, mm -hmm. had said, hey guys, hey, you realize we're not good enough to beat them just straight up, so there's going to have to be other ways that we try to get under their skin and, that's what and they annoy did. them and become a nuisance. You start with the Martin hit, and then you go to Peugeot, Mm -hmm. Jean Gabriel Peugeot with the slash on Tavo Teravainen. And, you know, here you are now the Canes missing one of their foundation pieces. And then luckily Stahl was able, who's Stahl's a horse. I mean, yes, he is. He, luckily he was up. I'm sure he got whatever he got at the intermission, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, he comes back out and you realize. And uh, he's on the assist. He's on the assist yeah. on the, on the game winner in overtime. Here's Rod Brennamore who was uh, not pleased with the slash on Turbo and the lack of a call there. Yeah, he's out. He got slashed, 425 marker. He broke his hand with the puck, takes a shot. The guy absolutely tomahawk chops him. Absolutely. And I know we had all the power plays, so you're not going to make it a five on three. Go take a look at the video. And he's out for the series. So there you go. And they're going to complain about all the power plays, but <laughs> it's a tomahawk chop. We just watched it. He has to have surgery tomorrow. There you go. So I'm a little pissed, I'll be honest with you. As he should. Yeah. Here's, here's Rod Brindamore today as they were getting ready to uh, get on a plane and head out to the island with an update on Teravainen. Oh, I mean, he's getting pins put in and everything, so it's pretty bad damage. I don't think – I mean, I know your question is, is he going to get back? Yeah, I, very, very doubtful. <laughs> Certainly not anytime soon. One more thing from Brendan Moore today, and, and we've talked about the the attrition for the Carolina Hurricanes yeah. this season, and we, we have more of it to deal with thanks to Tara Vinan's broken hand. Uh, here's Rod on injuries not being new to this team. You know, you're losing big pieces of your team. It's, it's hard. I mean, uh, but we've done it all year. we found ways, so it's going to have to put somebody else in there and, you know, pick up a slack that's we know the good part about that is we've done it all year we've had big pieces out for long stretches and now we just gotta you know more of the same so there you go there's rod i feel like jacob slavin has a alter ego when he decides to go and I'm, I'm gonna play offense mm -hmm. mode like he becomes like Jakob slavin <laughs> from the czech republic <laughs> not jacob jacob slavin. from denver hey Hey, it's 420. We got a guy. From, I don't know why I'm giving him a New York <laughs> why, accent from why Denver. Did he suddenly become a New Yorker, <laughs> but opening up a pizzeria just, in Denver. Just as Brent Burns, I thought, was the best player in game one and, yeah. and was right about that. Uh, Jacob Slavin was the King's best player in this game. And the first goal off of his shot yeah. and the game and the uh, the game tying goal when they when butts were they tight that. in the third they period. He hammers that thing mm -hmm. off a uh, uh, Sorokin's ear Boop. and just a really aggressive yeah. play because they know the players know we're I kind of get I kind of get a kick out of some people like oh you guys are too negative or this or that we're not saying anything that the Kings don't know like <laughs> it's their standard it's not our standard it's theirs and they understand this and that's why you see Slavin make the plays that he did yesterday because he knows he has to step up and and deliver maybe maybe in a way that he's not used to but certainly is capable of are you ready to buy or sell your home 
The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate. At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. Speaking of the draft, speaking of Bryce Young, since it's 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 clear, or at least it's apparent, that it's going to be Bryce Young for the Panthers, things have moved to C.J. Stroud. Would the Texans take C.J. Stroud? Would the Texans take somebody else? What is C.J. Stroud's level of commitment? This unfold well, well, His what? Level of commitment. So in the last 24 did he hours. transfer? No, or no, 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 no. Play no. for like eight high schools? No, or? no, he did worse, worse. He apparently stood up the royal family of football, the Mannings. So here's Brady Quinn on one of the various CBS podcasts that Will Brinson, our friend, hosts. And he just decides to drop this nugget of information while talking about C.J. Stroud and then proceeds to say, I would still take him second. And then there's some other stuff about interviews. And, and maybe, you know, for example, the Manning Passing Academy, uh, I've been told that, you know, he committed to it the night before, just kind of ghosted him, didn't show up. That's football royalty. And when you do that, that's going to kind of set off some alarms from people of like, hey, man, that's not how you conduct yourself, especially around the Manning family or just in general if you're going to be a franchise quarterback. So, uh, look, I still view him as the second quarterback uh, that should be taken in this draft class. He's the most accurate quarterback in this draft class. He showcased the athleticism and ability. Uh, anytime I've been around the kid, he's been an upstanding young man who's grown and matured into the leader that I think um, NFL teams are looking for. So, you know, some of that stuff. And, and as far as the system he plays and all the talent he plays around, he can't help that. He just can deliver the ball like he has and put up the numbers that he did. So I, I think he'll be the number two quarterback taken, but there is – some talk right now, and maybe it's smoke screens. Who knows that maybe some of the other teams are saying, well, wait a second. If Richardson has a higher ceiling, maybe he makes more sense for us to take if we can't have a guy like Bryce Young that we feel more confident about in this processing and decision-making. So there you go. There's Brady Quinn on a CBS Sports podcast hosted by Will Brinson. Uh, Ryan Clark of ESPN called Brady Quinn out saying, you're just making stuff up that – C.J. Stroud never committed to the Manning Passing Academy. Uh, that's been followed up by um, – oh, now, now I'm forgetting his name. He was uh, with Washington, the draft pick. Robert Griffin. Robert Griffin. Thank you. For some reason, I was blanking on the name. I don't know. I need coffee. So Robert Griffin the third was on Twitter also saying, like, yeah, man, I've, like, vetted this, called around, and he never committed to the Manning Passing Academy, so how can he ghost him if he never committed to going and everything else? And – you know, Ryan Clark also kind of batting, batting back with uh, Brady Quinn about, 
Like, just because – why do we care what the Mannings think? You know, like the royal family of football, as Brady Quinn put it. Brady Quinn has been arguing back, saying, hey, you're taking me out of context. Listen to the rest of what I said about C.J. Stroud and how I would take him, you know, as the number one – or as the number two guy. And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Brady Quinn – this is where I, I'm, my, I'm editorializing here. Brady Quinn's missing the point. Cool that you said all those other things about C.J. Stroud – you still said that he ghosted the Manning Academy, and there's been some questions about his level of commitment. So you can't be like, yeah, never mind what I said about the Manning Academy. I'd still take him, as though it absolves what you just said. So we finally got our controversy. I was going to say, this is the stupid season. Yes. We finally hit some stupidity. finally hit it. Because, yeah, if if you didn't show out at the uh, summer camp, on air mm-hmm. against no defense. Yeah. Well, clearly you're not committed. You're clearly you're not eating tape in the offseason. Well, I what to me low key is we've really you know how you push back and you roll your eyes at all mentions of Michael Jordan. Yes. Right? Yes. Like Dennis yesterday you said you were watching the ESPN feed on the monitor and it was like this just in through this poll Michael Jordan considered oh, to go. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, one hundred and three players or something like that. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's what it was. It was a poll it was, of it players, was a Twitter poll, I'm like, or yeah, a poll of players. Okay, cool. Like, ah, yes, another day where we get to hear about how Michael Jordan's the greatest of all Thank time. Thank goodness we we, we never would have known. Well, I would actually, to wait, how you get annoyed about Jordan, I get annoyed about the Mannings. Everything the Mannings do apparently is gold. Everything the Mannings do is amazing. It's hilarious. Everybody has a good time, and they all laugh at the, what the Mannings have to say, and the way people tell the Manning story. They truly were the greatest quarterbacks of all time. We can completely dismiss Eli's entire career because, hey, man, he won two Super Bowls and he did it against the Patriots. And, of course, with Peyton Manning, we completely dismiss all the times he came up short because, you know, thank goodness he was a passenger on the Denver Broncos Super Bowl team. This is an interesting one because normally you can figure out where information's coming from. Yeah. Like, do you really think the Mannings are hitting up Brady Quinn? No. I don't think they're good like that. No, I don't think they're good like that. So who is Brady Quinn like checking in on to get this information from? Great question. Whoever like the you know schedule coordinator is for the Manning camp, like Joe, why did you even put this on my radar? Because you just wanted to find the the stupid part of the stupid season. Yeah. Okay. I like I said, this was the official start of the stupid season. I feel like it's been delayed. I really don't feel that this draft has been filled with any sort of stupidity. Yeah. Code, like, we really lack The Dolphins code. haven't asked anybody if yeah, their no, mother was a right. prostitute. There was no, com, you know, combine yeah. weirdness. I mean, it's been a, it's kind of been a subdued draft right. lead-up. You're right. There's been a lot of football. A lot of yeah. football-y football balling, balling talk. I don't want that. Football-y footballing talk. Enough about frame. Enough about system. Tests. Enough about S2 cognitive test. Give me something completely out of nowhere and subjective that questions a man's integrity. That's what the draft is all about. I need more hand-sized conversations. Right? We had that with Kenny Pickett last year. We're not getting any of that. I need more. Was he humble in the car he showed up in, or was he already concerned with his appearance in a fancy car? Did he say he was going to be a brand? Right. And not just He wants to be an icon and entertainer. Ah. See, I can't get with that because he's clearly not focused on football. Doesn't care about football enough. We only have football guys here now. That's what I need in my draft coverage. So thanks to Brady Quinn for finally breaking the seal Mm. on that.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.